Welcome to Lack of Focus, an X-Wing Miniatures Game podcast, brought to you by Dice Hate Productions. Hello everyone, welcome once again to another episode of Lack of Focus, episode 92, X-Wing 2.5. I am your host, Ed Horner, alongside me tonight, my good friend, Mr. Sean Dorsey. Sean, how's it going, my friend? Doing okay, Ed. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well. And of course, our producer extraordinaire one, Mr. Chris Sheriff. Chris, how's it going, my friend? Good, thanks, Ed. Holy cow. I swear, ours being in AMG's back pocket pays off from time to time when they do a live stream on the day we're going to record. It's almost like the old days of yore when FFG would release stuff, you know, the day after we record a show. But anyway, so we have some exciting and interesting news on how the competitive scene is going to start looking uh, moving forward with now a revision to second edition. Uh, X-Wing with X-Wing 2.5. We're going to cover overall all the fun stuff that we saw in the stream today. Um, this is going to be the primary and pretty much the only thing we're really going to be talking about. We are going to kind of touch on some flight deck stuff, though. Has anybody been doing anything? <laughs> I mean, we're late December. I don't know if anyone's getting out and doing games, but Sean, I'll kick it over to you. What have you been uh, doing lately? Mine was a nada this week. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I heard that. It was a pretty uh, crazy week. My Monday just kind of derailed and Probably at about four o'clock where where uh <laughs> it was one of those things where I just couldn't do the 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 d and d on Monday. It just got That's to be okay. too hectic, so but I think things are back to back to normal, but no, not really. I've stared at models I wanna build, and I've done you know a lot of looking at video games I wanna buy and video games I wanna play and um, but really just haven't had any time this week or really, um, my son had, to. he was on call. So when he's on call, he doesn't come over to the house on Saturdays. So we didn't get any kill team in. And I don't know if I'll get any in this week cause I got to install two breakers and two, two outlets off those breakers in my basement and, um, and I need his help for it. So I don't know exactly if I'll get anything this week either, but. It's the holidays, um, though. Like, legitimately, like, like I, this is the time of year that everyone's kind of very busy. Everyone's jam-packed. Everyone's trying to get stuff done. So that kind of makes sense. It's okay. Yeah, for me, like, next weekend, for the holiday weekend, I have Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. And um, I'm going to probably play a lot of Farm Simulator because <laughs> I want to play Farm Simulator. And uh, so... Because uh, that'll be my learning how to play weekend, which means I'll probably get about two hours in over the whole weekend. But I'm going to try to do a lot. And that's that's something at least. Yeah, but uh, hopefully this Saturday we'll be able to get some kill team in. But like I said, I don't know. Next, the following Saturday we definitely. Um, but this Saturday I have I have a plumbing project I got to do and a an electrical project I got to do that I just need my son's help with. So. That'll probably eat up his time coming over. He's he's out tonight watching Spider Man, so we'll probably nah, talk about that. You know, I'm talk saving, about that on Saturday. Saving up for the I'm saving up for the weekend. Uh, going tomorrow yeah. night. Me and Joe are gonna go. So have date night. I'm uh, I'm waiting either for Disney Plus or for it to release on Amazon, and and uh, I'll buy it or watch it off Disney Plus. But I'm not uh, not really into movie theaters. 
my my hearing's too bad and when i put my hearing aids in at at theaters they don't the levels don't adjust right even though they're very fancy hearing aids they don't adjust correctly so you can get the ones at the showings now where it's all designed to work with hearing aids and stuff can't you they do like special showings i believe Obviously yeah, not he, not in not in M- this. Maybe in, a, maybe in America, you've just got to have better health insurance. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I have I have pretty good uh, medical care here. You, you uh, don't have the uh, fuck you uh, IMAX change the volumes just for me health insurance, or do you? So. <laughs> no, apparently not. No. Not like in but, socialist Canada. No, I mean, I can actually, you know, through my phone, I can actually change all the levels and stuff, but I just can't get it right in a theater because it, you're doing it where you're sitting. And of course, you can't sit in that perfect spot, you know, so. Well, and I think we've talked about this before, like modern movies, I swear, like the volume for speech is really, really low. And then the music or sound effects come up and it's really, really loud. And loud. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like That's I, why. I, well, that, that's why I like watching them at home. I got a 55-inch TV. If I want a theater experience, I'll pop some popcorn, throw some, you know, Diet Coke or, you know, Diet Pepsi in a cup, and then with ice in it, with with better ice than movie theaters have. And then if I really want to do it up, I'll just sit six inches away and feel like I'm at the theater, you know. And But I'll put my hearing aids in, and I'll, I also always put on closed captioning because of that problem you have with the sound because the the levels are so strange so i can i can get the the best of both worlds doing it that way and i just i actually am more comfortable at home than going to a theater anymore yeah well given the current climate of the times i don't necessarily blame you i started doing the closed captioning thing when i had kids because god kids can't keep quiet oh yeah they don't ever shut up yeah never 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 so, like, for me, if I want to be able to stay engaged in a film, I like I've it's over sixteen years. I've just adjusted to that's that's how I watch everything anymore is with yeah. closed captioning, so I don't miss anything. Yeah, so I'll probably hear about Spider because I don't. You can't ruin movies for me. You know, it's like you yeah. can tell me everything in a movie and it wouldn't bother me at all. So I have my son tell me all about the movie, and then. Then you know I'll just wait till it comes out and be happy. I will say though that I am thoroughly enjoying Hawkeye, and yeah. I think that right now that's one of the best Disney Plus shows they've put out. And yeah, another couple of weeks until Book Effect comes out. Yeah, I'm actually I'm not like everybody else where I've never been a Boba Fett fan, so I'm not really excited. You know, sir, you know. it's funny that you mentioned that because I was never a big Boba Fett guy myself either. I mean, because if you take his amount of screen time between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, he's not really that major of a character. So I was mm-hmm. like, I get all of the, the, the legend that got built up after him. I totally get it. But yep. I was never a Boba Fett guy. The only reason why I'm super excited is because, well, it's new Star Wars. It's new Star Wars. It is in the Favreauverse, which I really enjoyed. So I'm really kind of curious to see where it's going to go. By Favreauverse, yeah. you mean that it's it's Star Wars because Kenny and you mean Favreau like, are the same company. You mean you, I mean, it's you the can Ke- be Kathleen Kennedy verse. It's it's the Kennedy it's verse. New Star Wars. You can do what you want. Like, uh, you, we can you agree can, disagree on that one. I, I, see, but I, oh, you, are, can, are, you can disagree, but you'd be wrong. Are they making that in the volume like they did the other one, like the Mandalorian? Yeah, it's in the same as far when you say volume. No, no, no. So like, so the volume is like 
the stage the stage that they oh yeah 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 that's how they've had to do it they've had to that's how they they had to film it that way is simply because of COVID times where they where they um, commandeer is not the word I want to look for quarantine off the staff as they're recording yeah so that's okay. the that's why they ended up doing it that way and so they filmed that in the same set in the same set kind of okay. Because I do like that. I like what they do in the volume and how that that Unreal Engine view and everything else yeah, just is really ask. cool. And other than one episode in the first season, it felt everything felt genuine. You know, in when they did it, um, the the one that I didn't like as far as episode and the look of it was um, the one where uh, oh my god, I can't think of his name. Um, Mr. Krabs was in. Oh, guy, um, the, uh, no, Clancy, Clancy Brown, Clancy Brown. Yeah. yeah. Where they had him, the Twi'lek and uh, the comedian guy. And, you know, that was a terrible episode, but beyond that, oh, I'm know. such a big Bill Burr fan that I just let that one slide. If I had to pick a terrible episode, not necessarily terrible. I was not a big fan of the spider cave episode. That's, that's my least favorite Mandalorian episode. Yeah, I mean, I could, I, but that was also first season, you know, where they were I know, still, I know. where they were still feeling it all out, and I don't, you know, this might be kind of heresy to say, I don't know, but I, I really enjoyed Disney Plus, and I don't regret paying for it every month, but I haven't gone back and rewatched anything that's been released on it. Oh, I've totally watched Mandalorian twice now. Well, I've watched, I've just watched Wandavision twice. Yeah. I've done WandaVision twice, Loki twice. Yeah, I did Loki twice. I was the other. I was trying to remember what the other one was. Yeah, we did Loki yeah. twice. So. And then I watched the Mandalorian season two twice. Seen that one twice. And I may have watched the last episode of season two like seven times. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've only I've actually only watched that one once, but I've watched I think the first five or six. I think it's first five twice, and then last ten. Think, last ten minutes of the episode still gives me chills. If I watch, I will right watch. Now. I will go back and watch all of Hawkeye again, just because I want to see it. And I really hate with me and my ADD and the way it screws with me. Don't spoil it for anyone. I hate episodic TV. So really? I, yes, I really. Tr- I wish that they would just plaster it out at one time so I can watch it all. <sighs> so it's just, it's just get- the way that I am, you know. No, and I understand that the mentality of it makes sense to me, though. So, like, legitimately, they're trying to get your dollar for longer. Honestly, that's all it is. If you make the mistake that, like, Netflix does when they release Stranger Things or Origins of the New Black or whatever the hell the next big show is going to be, um, you know, they did Squid Game. They release everything all at once. So, hey, there's this great show everyone's watching, Squid Game. I'm going to sign up for Netflix for one month. I'm going to watch every episode, and then I'm going to cancel right after the end of the month. And then they I don't even done. know that's the case. I as guarantee much, you that's the case. No, I mean, I understand what you're saying, but like, I had a discussion to this similar or similar to this with Greg on Tuesday. He was saying he didn't like One Division because he didn't think the um, what do you call it, like the the episodic nature of how they did the episodes and all that worked. He didn't like it, and he's the same. He just binge watches everything and wants to watch it all in one go. But mm. I don't. I think some shows benefit from that pause and that gap and let you build the hype and let you internalize what happened and everything see i'm Whereas not in, like that i can't, just go, I can't do all that yeah. if you just go from one to the next to the next you miss out on on a lot of your 
the way you digest it's like kind of yeah, the difference no, I, between reading a book well, it, and watching a movie i i yeah. agree and that's why i watch things over like i'll go back and watch it a second time or a third time the whole series too you know well, um, and there's there's something about that level of anticipation though too like not, ooh, not for me for not like because when mandalorian nope. comes back on or when book of fett's gonna go on it's gonna be friday Boba Fett, Boba Fett, it's Boba Fett night like that's what it's gonna be and it's gonna be that way for however many weeks that that, that they're i don't even how long the show's run i've tried to avoid as much but spoilers do you as, watch like, it as a family though or watch it with sure other do. people yep yeah so, i don't and, and that's another thing too is i'm single so i would just rather be able to sit down and and put models together and watch a show you know like at work when i work at work i i am watching i i have like a, an amazon show on so for the last two months i've been watching storm chasers back from the 2006 Ooh, wow i remember that i remember that show um i bought them all so that i could just because that's how i work is i i need that secondary noise for me to concentrate i a hundred percent agree with you i absolutely do the same thing you know and i can't do podcasts it's a podcast drive me nuts just because they over explain things it's the same way i talk at times where i over explain things but they don't get to the point fast enough you know it's like i'll watch something the the, the irony sean i'm glad you pointed it out (laughs) yes you know they don't get to the point or what have you done for your flight deck sean well Yes, exactly. 13 minutes in. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's my ADD happening right there. Yeah. For me, I like the episode because it was interesting to me whenever Disney made that decision to do that with The Mandalorian because up until that point, my kids have never experienced anything like that. Like every show that they have ever watched was on Netflix and they could just watch everything all at once. Boom. Season one, season two, season three. And they're like, they're they're all the way through it. So for them to be like, ooh, this is really, really cool. Like when's the next episode? And I had to explain them next week what like yeah. yeah this is how tv used to be is like on you know must see tv thursday night like that's how things used to be like you had to wait to the next week to watch the next episode it gives you time to you know savor it enjoy it and then kind of come back to it i mean the real reason i still genuinely believe is it's the dollar value like they want you to come back and continue your your subscription dollars for an additional month or two because i mean yeah. a lot of the streaming services are genuinely suffering from that like oh there's a cool show on people go for a month they binge watch the show and then they check out. Well, like with for me, I usually just pay the year because it's cheaper. You know? I well, so do I too. But my point is like so. For example, like right now, the new Dexter um, one-off series is is going right now in Showtime, and I was a really big fan of the the show. Not a gigantic fan of the last season, can't lie. But I'm not going to do. They're doing that episodically, and I'm going to wait until it's ended. And I'm going to do that. I'm going to go sign up for one month, watch all of Dexter, and then cancel. Like, and I did I that with I, I did that with Apple Plus with Foundation. Yep. Where unfortunately I didn't do it correctly because I thought it was over. I thought it was all over, and I did it when it was like episode seven, six or seven. So I had to go a second month with it, That's and then and then killed it. And then when season two comes out, I'll do it again. The only one that's got me like captured is because I'm going to play for Amazon Prime anyway, and since I get the service for free, basically, like I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. Well, it's like the Expanse. I really want to watch the episodes, but I got to wait for it all to be over because I can't I I can't handle the that break in between. And what used to kill me about TV in in the older days 
was when you would have like Thanksgiving and Christmas, and then they'd take like three week break in between. Yes. Episode 15 and 16. And then, then I would just literally lose interest in it. You know, like uh, Criminal Minds is a great one. I'm watching, when I take lunch at work, I watch Criminal Minds at lunch. You know, that is my wife's favorite show. We have, she's on her third rewatch of Criminal yeah. Minds from beginning to end. <laughs> yeah, I, I stuck with it for like five seasons. I hated the first two with Mandy Patinkin. Really? Oh God! Oh right. God! Oh, I hated those. You and I are going to stand in in stout disagreements. I loved the Mandy Patinkin season. Yeah. I he's one of my favorite actors. I was really sad. I get that he wasn't a fit for it, and I agree a hundred percent. It was terrible. Was show was better after he left, but that's the same problem with a lot of shows. Like the first couple of seasons, it takes them a while to feel themselves out before they really hit their strides. Like you can make the same argument with like seasons one and two of Star Trek next generation or deep space nine really took them a couple of seasons to get their feel and get their footing under them. And it's one of those things, addition by subtraction. Like I really hated seeing them go, but the show was arguably better without him. When Joe Montana stepped in, it was a thousand times better from that first episode on. And when they got rid of, and I can't think of her name, but when they got rid of the first, the first woman that was in there, Oh god, um, I, can't remember, I can't remember the actress's name, but I know. Yeah, who that's I can't either. And then they replaced her with with the other one, Paget um, Brewster. Yeah, Paget Brewster. It got better at that point too. That was my. So anyway, that's my, her, that's my that's my thirty five minutes. Out, like that guy. Someone's got a hard stop tonight, and it ain't fucking me. Okay, <laughs> it isn't me either, Chris. Chris, <laughs> what have you been doing lately? Nothing. Move on. Seriously, that's it. That's all you got. I'm not telling you. Not telling You're you. Not Move telling on. Me. We, we've got like a bunch of actual stuff to talk about, and it's nearly okay. ten o'clock. All right, fine. My flight deck, similar to Sean's, because of the holidays, I've been in p- scheduling juggling people d- days on and days off. Uh, my Tuesday nights, I my Tuesdays, I have been on site at work, which means I can't make it to the game store. So I've had to cancel two day- two weeks in order to go to the game store. I did talk to the manager. He's on board with us doing a league starting in mid-January and on board with supporting us with some of their demo um, cash that comes from GW. So that's going to be fun. So we're going to be starting I'm kicking up. I'm looking forward to you starting your um, like 50-point league where you get time for a 30-minute game. Interestingly enough, I had that exact same conversation with the manager. They are moving another employee over uh, who's apparently willing to stick around till 9. So... I think what the compromise is, is we're going to do thousand point lists instead of 1500 for the league. Mm. And that should give me plenty of time to get a game in every time. Oddly enough, though, right right before the show, um, Chad messaged me and says, Hey, since, you know, but that guy doesn't start until January that like the shift change doesn't happen until January. And Chad messaged me and goes, Hey, you know, maybe we should, since we can't get a game of uh, 40k and maybe you should bring your X-Wing stuff up next time. And I says, you know, funny, you should mention that. I have some stuff I'd like to try out because there's some new announcements that came out. Oh, and the last thing, only last thing. We'll get to that in a second. Um, the only last thing um, with the PS3, I, I've been pick collecting. I've been spending way too much money on stupid $5 games, and uh, but I'm co- completing a good PS3 collection. I ended up getting, I've never played Mass Effect. I know, I know. I've never played Skyrim. I know, I know. I wouldn't play Skyrim now. I I bought it to try when I got the Elder Scrolls miniatures game. So I'd never mm-hmm. played it either. And I got like 10 minutes into it. I'm like, the, the controls are just fucking atrocious. Just don't. Just don't. Well, I decided. Uh, so the one that I got was the uh, the Mass Effect trilogy box set. Uh, hmm. 
And I'm starting from Mass Effect 1 and going all the way through Mass Effect 3. So that's my first jaunt through. And then I think I'm going to do the Dead Space series. It's a whole bunch of games that like I've never touched. And I know because there's a gigantic fan base for all of them that they are really, really good. So I'm looking forward to experiencing them. Anyway, we had yeah. some interesting news today, Chris. You yeah. were able to watch a live stream that I wasn't able to watch because I was stuck at work. I only and got in like 20 minutes late because um, Evie, you know, parenting. It's good. But yeah, I watched most thing. of it. I, I saw I'm, I'm actually playing the game. So that was the main thing. Yeah, that's it's the good. main thing is seeing, seeing how the scenarios kind of run. So they have... Is it official? It's official that they're calling it X-Wing 2.5? Um, I believe... I'll, I'll check the name of the stream. If you go to Atomic no, Mass... Oh, you are going to make me look that up. If it is, I love it. Um, because it does draw... A con- I was curious as to... When we started seeing this, and you like this is what was going to be happening, I was like, well, how are they going to differentiate second edition with scenarios? Calling it 2.5 is a good... Um, line of delineation it, it it shows that the game is moving into a different direction plus if you have those folks that still want to play 2.0 you still can't um no i don't think it is um the x-wing gameplay scum and Bone, yeah it doesn't really mention anything about it and the vod name no so. oh, well then if it's not official then it should be because yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think it helps draw it draws uh, a line X-wing in 2.0 isn't called x-wing 2.0 that's just what we no, call it's called x-wing it's yeah. called second edition. It's the same argument whenever you had third edition Dungeons and Dragon and they came out with 3.5, which were revisions to the rules. It was never 3.0 until 3.5 came out. Like, was the, uh, the Force Awakens car set 1.5? Pretty much, yeah. So and that's a really good no, but, argument. You know what I'm and saying? You, it's are, the same you thing. are correct. Oh. I don't know that the game fundamentally changed as much as it did in the jump from the regu- the base core set. Because FFG the- didn't have the balls to tell people to use a better damage deck. I still don't understand that. I still fundamentally Be- because do not understand. Unlike under- AMG, not- FFG was scared of the masses. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, and I 100%, I still do not stand behind that. The fact that there were two different damage decks and you could basically build your list behind, like that added another wrinkle into the I'm going to build because I don't have any. Um, oh, sorry. sorry. I, I forgot. We're on the internet. So, um, yeah, FFG did nothing wrong at all and were absolutely perfect in every way. No, I, I, dis- I vehemently disagree. So, you know, I vehemently disagreed with this, this decision when they did it in the first place because it made it way too confusing. And it also allowed you to, I'm going to use a damage deck that's going to most favor my current squad, which is stupid. Anyway, so they introduced scenarios, amongst other things. Now, you're going to make me Do you want to go through the document point by point that we've got? Then we can link it to the listeners as well. Yeah, did you want to put that in podcast crap at all, by chance? God. If I pull Facebook up on it, just like breaks things. Oh, oh, I know. Oh, I'm making you do homework. I'm sorry. I gave you homework. You did then, give me homework, which um, I read. I'll just post it into the, the X Wing talk so other people okay. have access to it. All right, perfect. There you go. It's on Discord and X Wing talk. So, who titled this document 2.5 announcement? Uh, Travis again. Oh, okay. That's fine. Yeah. Just checking. So yeah, all right. Starting so, next year, J- January or early February. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll leave the fry- lo- Ryan Farmer uh, uh, comment alone. It's um, fine. I'm sure Farmer doesn't mind. 
It says oh, farmers. Right. It says farmers king at LVO. I read yeah. that the first Bas- time, and I went, hmm. Basically, the um, farmer and D on mine um, are fly better as it is now. Um, were running LVO, and they announced that unless any rules changes came out ten days before, they were going to be doing whatever that like, effectively extended. So, um, people wanted it to happen. Be- happened 10 days before so that they'd have to change to whatever a new thing is uh, because people don't want to play extended because it's shit no that makes in sense. my opinion my humble opinion your humble opinion but in any case okay so officially this is going to be released january or early february of 2022 which is only a couple of weeks away to be perfectly honest uh core rules will be released with new points updates in january february so the only thing that I thought was weird about this particular announcement, um, that we're going to have new uh, points for ships as well as current. What does that mean? Yeah, so the, because <laughs> they were playing with the race, like, if we had longer, we would also be covering the race of Crest and the Mandalorian spoilers and the ISB Jingoistas and Moff Gideon, because all of those cards have been spoiled, and we're not even going to touch on them at all, because hard stop but um but we, we have a show next week we can do yeah um but oh, we can do are we show doing a christmas week. show we, we can do i don't mind um well my calendar we, says that that's the 30th which means we totally can do another show before the end that's of the year. two weeks that's yeah, two it's, weeks. it's the 16th today so yeah. next week wouldn't be the 30th oh you all right so and chad gets me every time with this because i always say next week when i mean the next show it's really next two yeah. weeks that yeah. is a freudian slip on my mind i have no idea why I do that. <laughs> that's okay as long as we're on when i said page. when i said next week i meant two weeks oh sorry for not living in your brain <laughs> even though we both know i live in your brain rent free you do <laughs> um, so so um, sorry um, that's okay. basically that what they meant is that the because of uh, such big changes, stuff needs repointing. There's also the new points for the new ships. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. I see what you mean. Okay, so there are new ships that are coming out. They're going to have points. Those are going to be the quote-unquote 2.5 points. And then everyone else needs points adjusted. So that makes the rest of the yeah. document more like, a little more sense because there was something in there saying there's so much that they have to change that the points adjustments aren't. Yeah, basically on the last stream, they said that the goal was to have these rules out by December, like end of the year. So on this stream, they're like, yeah, we were doing it. And then we realized that the bunch of stuff needs repointing. So we're, um, we're going to, again, we're going to let you hate us for a bit longer whilst we get it right. We're going to yeah. not release it until we've got the points where we think they need to be. Yeah, and I'm totally fine with that because considering the changes that are coming, um, there's a lot that they probably have to consider with each individual upgrades. Um, there, Spoiler alert, there's a ban list already uh, that's got a, at least one card on it that I was like, oh, now that's interesting. Um, it was someone asked about it, basically the haters immediately jumped on onto that. Uh, we'll get there. I don't want to jump, we'll, we'll get, yeah, I don't want we'll to jump get around the documents. So yeah. All right. So let's, let, let's get into it. So we've covered over, um, basically the reason and then points, um, uh, the well, reasons for change makes the game more action packed, uh, yeah. lowers the skill floor, which I really do agree with. 
that if you're a new player coming into the game, it lowers the skill floor so it's easier to pick up. It's X-Wing's always been one of those games, in my opinion, that's the rules are very basic and you can understand them fairly quickly, but it's a very difficult game to master, especially whenever you start getting into all the interactions with cards, upgrades, and all of the other things that can happen. If you're just flying base generic ships, it's a fairly simple game to understand. But once you start adding upgrades, so, um, so it is bring it back on, to that. On that specific point, me and Sean were involved in a conversation on Facebook with uh, Paul LaRue uh, earlier on today. Is Paul was talking about the fact that it feels that there's going to be um, a wider separation between like, a skilled player and a new player now because of as we're going to get to like more more punishing obstacles, harsher collisions, all of this kind of stuff. But I think I I don't know that the interpretation of this statement is correct. The lower skill floor, because to like the the scenario I would pitch to you is that as a new player. You place a rock stone and you go, oh, I can't shoot when I'm on a rock and I take, I might take damage when I'm on a rock. So rocks are bad. I must avoid them. Mm -hmm. So you work, like, you'll hit rocks <clears throat> because you're new, but you'll learn the game and you'll start avoiding them. And then you'll, you'll be like, I can play X-Wing now. I don't hit the rocks. Great. Because rocks are bad. And then you'll play against a high level player and realize that everything you learn is irrelevant because the obstacles don't actually matter. You always fly over them when you need to for the positioning. Yep. Yep. Because, like, oh, I might take a damage. I've got force, so I didn't need my action anyway. There's a bunch of stuff that I can, like, if I'm in an Aether Sprite, I can still do a boost or barrel roll as long as I fully execute a maneuver. Mm hmm. Yep. So, like, that is non not intuitive to a new player because you spent all that time going, fucking, I don't want to hit these rocks. And then so the first I, time someone runs over a rock to get to position, and you're like, "Wait, why are you doing that?" You should, yeah, yeah. So like, I that's, agree. That's I what agree. I think it means by like lowering the skill floor. It's like, no, rocks are bad. Stop. Yeah, <laughs> like there is actually punishment now. Yes, but, right. Yeah, I, and we'll I, get to that. But yeah, like there's a bunch of things, and like we'll get the. I, I don't want to go too deep into specific points when we're still in the general bit. So yeah, I'll, sure. I'll stop talking now. That's okay. All right, so in case you haven't picked up on what we're putting down here, scenarios are coming. Oh, in incentivize to... engaging, because I've got one on that as we get to it about other complaints. We didn't sure. get that bullet point. So in case you're ever picking up what we're putting down here, uh, competitive play is now going to be covered in scenario play, as opposed to just straight-up dogfighting in every single match you ever play. Um, They're now going to be moving them into scenario plays. So I just want to double down on the bullet point on the document which i believe is a direct quote from the stream because i'm sure i remember him saying it scenarios are a pillar of competitive play yes so these are for competitive play if you go so, to an amg back to events so they set up regionals and star champs again national nationals yeah. worlds scenarios yep. will be a part of them yeah so i just wanted so, to double down on that point I'm and I'm 100% in support. Uh, so basically, what we're looking at the goals outside of a simple framework that exists. Uh, it'll their belief is that this is going to widen scar, uh, squad building options, which I 100% agree with. Because uh, <clears throat> you need to think about the scenarios that you're building for each event and scenario um, before you attend an event. Um, and it's going to have um, having the game not only about list construction and leads and points. Uh, 
it's going to form it's going to force engagements as opposed to just dancing around each other, which I also one hundred percent agree. Um, the interesting part for, uh, flag for this one is that you can't win only by playing the objectives alone. So that should be in quotation marks, I believe, because you can. It's just highly unlikely that your opponent will let you. Right. If your opponent's still playing in the 2.0 mindset, where and uh, the the scenario that uh, my son and I were talking about was the oh well, I've got this one uh, high points. You've you've taken off two hulls off of my ace pilot. I'm just going to turn them out and let him spin out there for a little bit just so I can yeah. wait to get that primary shot. Well, if that pilot's out there, it's a three-ship build, and all my other ships are out there scoring objectives, you're losing the game. Yeah. Like, uh, great that you've got the, you're building those shots up at some point in time, but you're losing the game. And that's what it's incentivizing engaging kind of comes into that point where, like, um, if I've got the game we played, I played against Sean where my Vader was down to one health, like, if I actually have to stay in to contest an objective, Vader's dead. Right. It's only the fact that I know where Sean's heading, so I can get Vader behind him, spend some, and that you know I can spend three turns just look. If you want to kill Vader, you've got to put yourself in a terrible position and let me keep shooting you the rest of my list. And yep, like yep. that kind of just goes away because if you rush the objectives and sit there and that Vader's like, oh, well you. You're not chasing me. I don't understand because so. I don't. I don't need to. The points I need to score are over there, not technically in that. Well, ultimately, it can give you two. Number one, half points are gone, right, Chris? That's one. Half of the points things. are gone for non-named characters. Is that what it was? No. It, so um, the objective-based scenarios do not award half points. Well, right. I mean, we'll skip around a little bit. So we're kind of on scenario. Well, I'm now. asking that. I'm asking yeah. that just because with your example with Vader. Yeah. When you're playing a scenario game, so in that game there, I could have left Vader alone at that point, you know, knowing he would take two to three turns to get back into it and yeah. maybe go capture an objective instead of continuing to try to pursue Vader or re-engage something else. It could be in that example that you gave, Chris, about Vader, you know, I just would have stopped worrying about Vader and gone after an objective. Right, exactly. And 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 one one other thing too, I want to talk about that is, I saw a lot in the chat there where people were saying swarms are dead, swarms are dead, swarms are dead. I completely. You want to know something? I disagree with that because now you have more ships on the board to go capture objectives. They go all directions. Yeah, what's gone? And I put this in that that comment stream that we were talking about is, I think the joust is changing graph drastically. Or is dead in the game. Yeah, because you, no you have no reason to joust the list anymore. <laughs> but every engagement is a joust in X Wing, like 99% of the time. Right. Like, right. I, I go up to the center of a board and turn left. You go up to the center of the board and turn right. And then we joust. But we feel like we maneuvered, you know. Oh, we didn't joust. <laughs> no. So on, I, I I fly to your side, you fly to my side, then we turn in and fight each other. It's not Jason, is it? I mean, we played, we jockeyed for position for a little bit. No, yeah, still Jason. Within with the incentive of objectives, though, yeah, you kind of have to you know change the way you think about the game of X Wing. It's not kill or be killed. It's now well, shoot, I may be able to kill some of your ships, but. I'm going to lose because I'm not getting the objectives if I'm pursuing that too. Correct. 
Because from my understanding, just the way that they're talking about the scoring, it will jump a little ahead. It's 20 points uh, for the scenario-based ones, and it's going to be based... But you don't get any points for destroying ships. No, you do. Oh, well, you do. do. Yeah. Oh, do you? Did I miss so that? Let me get the. Cause we're kind of so. Yeah, the, we're, yeah, we're all over scenarios. the place on this one. Sorry. So they've done four scenarios. Um, they didn't. The one that they played, I think they said, was like attack the satellite network or something. Um, and that was a zone control one, which is being close to objective markers. I think so they said more... the markers out of the epic kit. Um, but we're yeah. going to do print and play and stuff like that in so, the in the next kit. Yeah. Um, I'm, you'll have to tell me which because if Chad and I are going to play this on Tuesday, you have to tell me which objective markers they use. So um, use them. I mean, does it do matter? you want me to be frank with what I'm going to do? Whatever. I'm just going to use a bomb token. Yeah, that's uh, fine. I've got a bunch of bombs. I'm Same gonna, here. You know what I mean. As long as you remember which ones are bombs and which ones are like objectives, just put a sticker on them. I don't care. Right. And that's that's the scenario where it's I mean, the most ship most ships to an objective scores the objective. So yeah, the zone control is be close to an objective. And what we said for this one was that um you place one in the center of the board, and then first player will place another one at re- within um <laughs> oh, within range three of the center one, and then you can never place another one within range two of what a different satellite so effectively you're always going to have some form of x i believe um yeah uh, you might that's what that's what it'll look like you might be able to get three on one side how many objectives why would you at five so they play okay so they play with five i want to make sure so one in the center then you place two and i place three so you i'll play so if i'm first player across in some way like you're not going to place one on my side after I've placed one on my side, so I can place a third one on my side. Right. But you you can, but why would you want to do that? We're not going to. Uh, in fact, I don't even know if you can. I'd have to measure. Yeah, that we're gonna have to measure it out because if it's got to be within it's got to be within the range three donut and not within center. range two. Yeah. Of, of each any other. Of the other. Yeah. So it probably I'm sure has to come be, up it, with some sort of exaggerated yeah. why, maybe, but that, yeah. That's, mm. Well, I mean, that's by the by, isn't it? Um, yeah. And then, yeah, most ships within range one of it scores um, scores a point for each objective. I think they did. Okay. Because um, like they were both ticking up. Um, was that done before or after objectives were put there? Or, uh, um, obstacles obstacles go down after. It's under the, they said they go down after under the normal rules for placing obstacles, except that they cannot overlap a scenario object. Okay. So you could have it. Remember when we played the um, the, re, the random scenarios on Vaso and yes. we had them touching? Yes. So you could have it touching, but you can overlap it. Gotcha. Makes sense. Um, then they've got like, a snatch and grab, which I think we put in a put a, a, a big rock right beside an objective. By the way, don't know, man. Especially when you've got seismic charges. I know, right? Oh, you, you want to be within range one of this? So does my bomb. <laughs> um, snatch and grab, uh, which I believe would be like capture a flag to a normal person. Yep. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm being harsh in that. No, no, no. no that makes sense. <laughs> I just. That's not how I would term that kind of scenario. They didn't. They they played zone control, so we have that's one we have information on. But yeah, some 
some form of snatch and grab. Uh, control. In this one, he said it's not area control, but tagging something and then removing your opponent's control, which I'm trying also, to think one of the video games. Was there not a Team Fortress like game mode for that? Or so, am I thinking of something? That, al- that also feels like sort of some exaggerated form of uh, Capture the Flag too. So I'm kind of curious what the differentiation. I was kind of curious if anyone else had any thoughts I can't, on it. I can't think what video game I'm thinking of. It it's, must be from like the early 2000s, but it's like, it's like a it's like a Rathy Basin in World of Warcraft. Or it's it's I think he's thinking Team Fortress, which is like kind of like an Unreal Tournament kind of thing where you had to go and go in and stand an objective and then you've captured it, then you can leave it at yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're there for a certain amount of time and yeah. then you would you proc it to oh, your like, team. Um this is one for you get the points. He, he would like this one. Um Company of Heroes where you you grab objective points and then they tick over scoring for you, but your yeah. opponent can come in and take yours away and put yeah. his on it. That's a Rathy so, base in, yeah. in World of Warcraft. Yeah. It's the same thing. And then chance engagement, which is dogfighting, but they did say that it has some scenario element built into it. And But it's it's your classic. So, yeah, but, but coming back around to your original question, Ed, chance engagement, part of the object Part of the rules for that one will be that you score half points for ships. There you go. Um, not the other three do not have that rule from what they were saying. Interesting. Um, each, so each player, so, each train will play with the same objective. Okay, cool. I, I'm so confused. Like, did X-Wing just became a game of fortressing or something? Well, no. Interesting that you mentioned that because the next point I'm here is uh, if you fortress in your corner, your opponent can score objectives and you lose. I mean, what, what do you mean become, Sean? Because Nova was fortressing before it was cool, you know? Yeah, but I don't understand, you know, the only... Yes, there was a, a couple Worlds events that I was at. You had the Richard Sue Fortress, which mm-hmm. which I was on the table judging that one. And then I saw one that they fortressed with the two um, IG ships. And that's well, really the was, only that's the only fortressing I remember ever seeing. So uh, let's be honest. No, well, there that, was a worlds where but, they had the let me jump the butterfly in, wing. Let, Sean, yeah. just let me jump in because I'm going to get to where we're trying to get to quicker. Um, you're correct in the like fortressing as a fundamental concept. Yes, but how many times have you deployed an initiative six ship in front of your pulp shuttle? So the shuttle bumps the initiative six ship, so you get a free stall on turn one. I uh, never because I've never played that yeah, list, but, but I understand where you're coming from. But that under the you know aces can do nothing wrong mentality, that's not fought in. That's okay, you know. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But um, it's it's, it's mm. accomplishing the same thing. And I don't, you can't look at me and say you've never done that, Ed. Oh, no, 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 I have done yeah. that. I'm saying that you can't call that fortressing is a lie, because it absolutely is. No, but but so I mean, like, people wouldn't know. People would be happy. I mean, oh, but I'm just playing for positioning because it's skillful for me to make sure my shuttle stays out of the engagement for longer so I can maximize its impact on the game. That's a skill. When you're doing it with your YV666 and never moving, that's horrible and mean. Yeah, but when you, you so, large base ships faced against each other and they keep doing ones and just doing this. Oh, yeah. but okay, I'm, but but couldn't you do the same thing and it'd be one hundred percent legal if you could find a way to get a ship that has the red zero stop and then pull do it 
and then pull the red the uh, stress yeah. token off. Yeah, yeah. That. that to me is that fortressing. Well, that, that's, or is that using or is that but, using the rules of the game? No, but that's what I'm saying, Sean. Like, that's fine because uh, people's interpretation of what's right and wrong is is very strange when it comes to fortressing. But ultimately, I, I agree. You, um, manip- basically, the, they are trying to make it so. Given that this is in the scenario section, not in the rules bumping section, which we've not got to yet. Yeah, we're, we'll th- get there. This is to encourage you that fortressing is no longer an optimal strategy. So the fact that you can't or shouldn't do it anymore isn't a problem because you shouldn't want to do it anymore. Yeah, because it makes I mean, any in, sense. The, in that scenario, John, is... you could yeah, you could collect two objectives, maybe a third, before that ship has to fly off. And in a twelve or fourteen turn, whatever they decide the term limit is, because I don't think I've seen that, um, eventually that ship is going to have to fly away. Like it can't perpetually stay there. And and even if it were, yeah. even if it could, I'm sure, there is ways and means of doing what Sean's sure. talking about, like Cassian it, and stuff it's like that. It's one well, objective. One. What I'm talking nine. about, though. So what I'm talking about is when you have five small base ships and you position them in a way when they cannot move at all. That to me is fortressing. Yeah, but what, Taking I, two... I feel like we're in the weeds for no real reason, though. We all agree. Well, and, well, uh, no, but my, that's my question, though. Did for, did did the whole game become fortress? Because all no. all I see, no. the, uh, you know, all I've seen is this is to avoid fortressing, and it's like, what the, f- you know, to me, fortressing is what Richard Sue did, and what I've seen two IG eighty eights do. That's fortressing, but using a a ship behind another ship sometimes when you set up that's what you have to do because a a ship either can't move or a large base ship can't move far enough and you still want to put your your pilot skill six ship behind that ship or something to that effect and it has to bump you know that's that's my whole thing about it is it makes no sense to me where fortressing is you have an hour and 30 minute game and ships move on the one of the last two turns. That's fortressing. But I, I the said, rest this is a, just, this the is a different is just conversation though, Sean. That's what I'm saying. It, it, I, I understand that. But what I'm talking about is, is that everything that you've described was strategy, you know, because ships are moving. So why isn't fortressing a strategy? If, it, if the best way for me to win is to not come to you because I lose, why isn't yeah. that strategy? Is for, like, I think it is. I think so, it is. So, and that's fine. So me and you both have the same opinion that whilst fortressing is in the rules, I should be allowed to fortress in my corner forever and never right. leave it. There's nothing wrong with that. If it's right. in the rules, what Richard Sue did is not. There's nothing wrong. That's fine. Exactly. And, it, it, and that's what I'm saying. There's nothing wrong with. It's all fortressing. Whether I do it for one turn or all of the turns is irrelevant. Right. I am seeking to gain an advantage by abusing the bump mechanic. And to give moving. myself a better positioning later in the game. But the bump mechanic, though, is part of the game because of the way the game is designed. That's what I'm saying. We're going to get there. Yeah, I know. Yeah. No, I know I know we're going to yeah. get there. But I'm just yeah. saying the, the key phrase of fortressing is what bothers me because that's what I that's, keep seeing. That's what I'm saying. No, this this is us. a personal interpretation of what fortressing is. So this is what Travis wrote on the thing because their interpretation of fortressing might be different to Travis's. Might look different to mine and yours. Right, 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 you, right. That's what I'm saying. You're getting hung up on the semantics. Well, I, I have yeah. to be, though, because of the word. Because I don't think that that's, you know, if you're going to say fortressing is bad, then explain they what they fortress, didn't say they, fortressing they, is bad. Detail. 
Um, no, but they're saying said, that they're doing things. They're doing so things. So they said the goal you is to force it. The goal is to force engagement. If you fortress in a corner, your opponent can score objectives. That means Since that you can still force in your corner. You don't have to come out. If you think that you can get a better position in the engagement to wipe your opponent out before they've got far enough ahead on objectives, you can still do that. But yeah. now no, I, I there it. has to be more of a cost to it. There's more of a choice to make. Whereas in but, before, if you had the but, advantage on um, Final Salvo, there was no incentive for me to ever leave my corner. Then, cha- then change that. But my my point is, is that there, with everything, there's a caused and effect relationship. So something had to have caused for fortressing to become such a maligned. You know, it's like you had a tournament where half the lists fortress and everybody there's went to final. Bu- there's been a bunch so of if- fortressing at every event. Like we we I, did a show yeah. on Star Vipers that didn't leave the corner. Yeah, if I had to it, say, it's the feel bad thing. That's the only it, reason why it is. It's the feels bad of it, this doesn't feel I like I'm I guarantee you, at every big tournament, there will be a story about fortressing. So whether that fixture yeah. bill of did X Wing become this or not, I don't know. Yeah, like not yeah. like do I see it? Not really. But no. that's because people in Calgary like playing X Wing. Yeah, I think saying, it, you know. it, it came down to that social contract thing, Sean. Like, yeah. where you and I are, even if it's in a competitive event, you and I both came to play a game. If you're just going to sit in the corner for 32 turns and let the clock run out and then jump out and kill one ship and call it a win, that's, well, that's not even, kind you of. You don't a, have to. If I, I, you would only well, do that's it true. if you had to. Yeah. 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 Well, All right. So, yeah, just keep going because. We we should just do a show just on that alone. Just on fortressing. All right. Well, we just the in- definition, what the what that terminology means, because to me to. it doesn't. We don't. Yeah, need no, to yeah, because because the incentive is there to not do it. You're so what you watched the game, correct, Sean or Chris? I, that you saw, yeah. you saw this. Yeah. So no, I saw the Geary game. I saw the. No, Orange, I'm, ta- I'm talking about the one that AMG played today. That used yeah. the, the. I watched bits play. and pieces of it. When yeah. did they score objectives? Did they score objectives uh, at the top the of the phase? At the end phase. Okay, yeah. so that's important to note. So if I've got five ships I've scooted onto five objectives and three of them die, we get to the end phase, I don't score those objectives. Those ships yeah. aren't there. I just, I'm just trying yeah. to get into my head how to score these. No. So the way that they talked about scoring is you play to 20 points. Um, if tied at 20 plus, keep playing until someone gets ahead. That's an interesting one because I'm kind of curious to see what happens whenever you hit the time limit on competitive events because we know that that's a thing. Uh, when a ship is destroyed, divide ship points, I assume, yeah. by 10 and round up. So, so you do get... Fit, yeah, so it fits into the, start, the scoring for the scenario, effectively. Okay, so I see what you're saying. So it is still possible to go out and kill things and still yeah, score the 20 points. If you points. kill 200 points, 200 divided by 10. By, yeah, I was just going to say... Uh, yeah. Yeah. I know I've got my Yacht Math, but Yacht Math does say 20, 200 divided by 10 is 20. So you still can do that. Oh, God. I mean, I, I want to throw this out there because we're talking about objective play. Can't two players walk up to the table at an AMG tournament and say, we're dogfighting. We're not going to worry about objectives. I mean, we're, we're going to put them down. And the person who accidentally captures three is, is going to, uh, you know, I mean, why would you? That's, a, that's that? on the people at the table. You know, that's what I'm but, saying. So is that's that, an interesting question. That's I mean, an interesting well, no, question. That's my point is that because one of the last messages that I read in the comment section of the stream was, well, my group isn't even going to play with any of these rules anyway, you know? And it's like, yeah, okay, but there's, then, there's you know, groups whatever. that still play 1.0. I know. Mm-hmm. That's what whatever. I'm saying. But 
But if I'm at a tournament, let's say, Chris, you and I are at a tournament and we're just dead set against AMG's rules and hate AMG because they've ruined X. Why would you go to a tournament then? That's playing. Well, because yeah, we're, that, we're, we're those, well, we are those types I, of people. I, I reject the premise go of your win. argument. I reject it. But, but you, you can't because I, here's the thing you did. go to a tournament, <laughs> you can try, but okay, not you then. <laughs> My friend Joe over here objects to it, but we still want to go to the tournament and play. I mean, well, I mean, we so can just disregard. I can boil your question down, Sean, to what happens when two people come together and play a game and just fundamentally want to cheat? Yeah. What ha- What happens now, Sean, when two people come together and fundamentally just want to cheat? Yeah. And what, what I happens now? Twenty to seventeen. No, but well, what, how are you going to know? I mean, unless no. you. But what happens now, if me and Ed, if you have a TO, Sean, and me and Ed go to a table and I'm like, oh man, Ed, I really need a 200-0 to win now, so um, do you reckon we just play a game, but when we fill out the scorecard, whoever wins, we just write down 200-0? So we'll play our game. My expectation, Chris, of that is, is that you'll suspend yourself from the podcast for four weeks. (laughs) But, you know, jokes aside, Sean... You, no, you, made, you tried to make a serious point, and that's my counter to it. Yeah. There's well, nothing to stop that now. I, I, so how that's is it, what I'm why, trying to say is Why that does it matter, though? It, that's it why shouldn't. I that's, why I'm, that's why I'm trying to figure out what all the angst is about this stuff. I don't know. You know, I, I mean, I'm actually coming from the facetious side tonight with this because of all the angst that's out there with everybody saying, you know, AMG sucks, AMG's ruining the game. AMG's just designing a game. I will reject that premise as well. I don't think everyone is saying that. I think a lot of people, I think the same people are saying it over and over again. Yes. (laughs) But I I would be surprised if they are actually a minority. I I don't know what the smaller grouping is than minority, but I'm sure that's where those people lie. Yeah. Really quick, I didn't didn't pay close, close because I was working, but did they have to land on the objective to get the score? No, uh, range one. So the, the next point on actually is whomever has the most ships at range one of your objective gains one point. Medium and large ships count as two ships for this purpose. So rebel convoy, Sean. There you yep. go. There you go. I think is it not resistance convoy now, or is the scum falcon even cheaper? Scum Ooh. convoy, whichever's got the cheapest falcon. Yeah, because you'd have to still stick two two other ships out there to be yeah. the convoy. Well, but you know, I, the whole premise of Convoy was blocking. Yeah. That was the entire premise. You threw. Oh, we're getting there. You, you threw a large base ship in front of it. And... We're getting there. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right. So I think that kind of covers. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to kind of cover this. just kind of. I want to highlight because we really covered a, t- a ton of shit there. Basically, there's four scenarios, one of which is your traditional dogfighting with some enhancements, which we don't quite know what those are yet. Yeah. Three other scenarios that are objective-based. Objectives are placed first and then obstacles. Objectives are worth one points for small base ships with a, within range one. It's two points for medium and large bases. Play to 20. Um, and then in those scenario-based ones, if you destroy a ship, not half points, but if you destroy a ship, whatever the point value was for that ship, divided by 10, rounded up. That's how many points you get. Whoever hits 20 wins. Yeah. So moving on, we are changing obstacles. like. All of them. <laughs> For the I most part, I'm not going to lie. I'm a big fan. I've always felt like rocks were not as. They, I get it from the beginning in the early parts of first edition. I've always felt like rocks should have been more significant to the game than they ever were. 
So where to catch up on is all of them are going to be changing. Whenever you fly over them, something happens and then you roll. So, for example, asteroids. If you fly over a rock, you automatically take one damage and then you roll a red die. And on a hit or a crit, you suffer another damage. So it's entirely possible to take out your own ship by rolling over a rock. That makes it feel a little bit more dangerous. Half point in TIE Fighters. Half point in TIE Fighters. Yep, for hitting a rock. Um, if you fly over debris, you're going to guarantee to gain the stress token. Like yeah. there's no like there's no option. You are going to guarantee to get it. And then on a hit or a crit, you suffer a damage. Uh, if you fly over crowd of cloud, breaks all the target locks, but you gain a stress. A strain. And a strain. I'm sorry. I always for some reason my brain always yeah. misses. So it up. that w- clouds currently with a one where you rolled and on a focus or a hit you gained a strain. Correct. Which I, I, I've always disliked. But, yeah, yeah, just just doing a hit or crit. But anyway, yeah. doesn't matter now because you're going to gain the strain automatically. Yeah. Um, and then on a hit, you're going to get an ion token. On a crit, you're going to get three ion tokens. Ooh. <laughs> uh, rigged and the other ones, meaning so, all uh, the other. Uh, so rigged cargo shoot uh, right. spur parts canister, maybe the new chaff missile. I don't know. Mm. The the other ones, I don't know. Uh, you're going to gain a stress from running over those, and on a hit or crit, you're going to gain a strain. There is no damage associated with them. That, uh, to, so to me, that shows that they're thinking about the impact yeah. of these changes, because like rigged cargo shoot and spur parts canister are currently under FFG rules, just debris clouds that you can deploy. Mm-hmm. But. Can you imagine the saltiness of like dropping these on people if it's like auto damage and shit? <laughs> yes, because all of a sudden they become bombs. Yes, you you drop the bomb, you you drop it on them, they get the strength. Then they fly over it and get take it, and nice. then you blow it up with your seismic charge and you take more damage. Yep. Oh man! So yes, there is some thought process going into this. Uh, if overlapping asteroid debris, uh, you cannot attack. That is interesting, and you skip your perform action set. So that is a whole new play. So no more is it going to be the. It's strategically valuable for me to take the chance to fly over a rock to get that shot that I need. You don't get to attack. Oh, if you overlap, if you only if on you them. only if you land on it. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay, I misread that. So yeah, yeah. if you are overlapping, all right, well, then that's fine. Like, that's well, you, you used to like land on clouds and the big no consequences. Yeah, or no, you, you land can't on... attack on any of them anymore. But so but I like... do love the next. I do love the next bullet point though, uh, um, and that is going to be if you move through but not overlap, you still can take an action. Apart from debris, because you'd be stressed. Right. Well, yeah. 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 But I love going over rocks. So yeah. Yeah. You're taking a gamble of taking potentially two damage by doing it. It might be he might at least get the uh, <laughs> the action for it. Just play a uh, big chunky boys, you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm doing. And they have clarified that tractors can no longer be placed on an obstacle. So much for that strategy. It, it kind of went back and forth because obviously tractor beams would be perform a boost or barrel roll, which couldn't overlap obstacles. But then it got clarified that. Uh, well, it says perform a boost or barrel it's not actually the action so you can go over and now it's just like nah we're making this harsher so just no so um, no you can't do it anymore and then so- someone in the chat complained as well what about if someone puts you so you have to fly over it next turn 
And then the counter to that was, oh, you can still take the, stra- the stress to rotate if they move you. Mm-hmm. So it's impossible for somebody to make you fly over um, a right. cloud or make you fly you, off the board anymore. You you would just have to choose. Yeah. Yep. And Sean, your favorite topic of all, overlapping. Bumping. Yep. Bumping. I'm so I'm happy that this is in here. I don't really know about the words inside this section yet. But well, because it's interesting, that... because they differentiate between if you bump a friendly or if you bump an enemy or if you bump both. Yeah. So it they clearly state. So if you bump a friendly ship, um, you roll a hit dice, hit or crit, take the damage face down, and skip the perform action step. Okay, I'm on board with that. Uh, if you bump into an enemy, if you are not stressed, you may perform a printed focus or calculate, depending on which one you have, uh, from the action bar, you gain a stress token and you skip the perform action step, which makes sense because you're getting a focus. So that yeah. totally makes sense. Um, uh, if you that hit... wording's really specific, which makes me believe that they found a bunch of cool interactions that I'm glad they saw before it was released because I yeah. don't want to answer those on the rules forums. Yeah. Like, so wait, I perform the red link actions. Uh, when I do this, uh, I can do this. Uh, but what about this one? And I. Uh, um, yeah, it's exactly where I was going. Just, just no, no, just no. just kill me. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, we'll finish this up, and then I'm gonna. Uh, I just I don't understand why people are complaining, but okay. go ahead. Hang on. So, if you hit both a friendly and an enemy ship, you only count as hitting a friendly, and only check the last ship you hit at at the end of the template, uh, not who you technically collide into. So I guess it's kind of like if you, I'm trying to imagine what that scenario is, is that there's so, two ships. Bumped you, are you up. flying so, over other ships? Or? So, right, right. It's got to be that. There's an X-Wing joisting two TIE Fighters that are behind each other. Mm-hmm. The TIE Fighter does a two straight, bumps into the X-Wing, mm-hmm. so goes backwards. The second TIE Fighter does a two straight, bumps into the X-Wing, gets pushed back, onto the TIE Fighter, so bumps into a TIE Fighter. Correct. He bumped into an enemy ship, not a friendly ship. Right. Okay, good. I'm glad they made that clarification, because that makes sense. Because I could see scenarios where you intentionally do something like that. Yes. So, so that, here's... that's the scenario that they were all complaining about. Is oh, but I, What about chain blocking now? I can make it so that I block them, and then the rest of the ships hit the thing that they, I blocked, and then they all take damage and die. Right. Well, sure, if you want. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I was thinking more along of the scenario where I could put a ship of mine in front, block my own, like, oh, they're going to go over here. Uh, I guess I bumped into my own ship. Free focus token. No, because if you bump into your own ship, you roll to take a damage and skip your action step. Oh, you don't get the. I thought you got to do the. Oh, no, that's only if you bump the enemy. enemy, Oh, oh, oh. So if you do friendly bumps, you might kill your own ship. So. Interesting. So what's interesting is is that so there's your self bumping the, fortress by the way yeah so so the the only difference in that is, is that you're rolling a die and potentially can do damage to yourself yeah yes. that's the change in that which makes total sense you know because if you're that's you know if you're gonna take out fortressing out of the game which whatever playing a strategy where you're bumping your own ships I'm actually kind of cool with that you know if you're gonna because you can still play the strategy. You just put yourself at risk, like you guys said earlier. Yeah. The enemy one, it doesn't really change the way the game is. Uh, you know, you couldn't do an action before. 
Yes. Now you you get so if you get blocked as so, like let's pretend for a moment that Cynthia Fellwood was ever sad that he got blocked. Oh man, I don't get my action. Spoiler: You're in my bullseye because I you blocked me, so I get my free focus token. Mm-hmm. So like now Fell would have two focus tokens. Cool, yay! I mean, let's be honest: you probably would choose to not take the the bumping focus because it would stretch you, so that you could just get his free focus anyway. If you bump with Fell in this instance, but no, obviously I'm wrong here. I would rather <laughs> not have an open dial. Because the world's ended, I don't know. Something, something. AMG ruined X-Wing, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the only change of that to me is if you're bumping another ship, you're still able to get a focus, which I believe isn't every ship in the game have a focus. Or a calculator. Or a calculator. calculator. But I'm just saying, you know, I'm talking about every ship in the game at least has focus. And then if you're playing ships with calculate, great. But the only difference is you gain a stress then at that point. Yeah. So, I mean, are people is is the complaint that blocking is a strategy, which has always been a strategy? Since or the just no, the I, I think the complaint is now that oh, I've not denied them an action, and so yeah, I get that. What, what people are missing here is that the focus tokens irrelevant, right? Yeah, uh, right. Because the reason you block soon tier isn't to deny the focus, because like, as I just pointed out, you weren't denying him the focus anyway. Right. It was to stop him from repositioning so he can actually shoot the little shit. Yes. Right. So right. blocking is still a strategy. Yes, they get a focus token. But if you were relying on the one shot to push damage through onto the ace that you skillfully blocked, I've got bad news for you, my friend. That's yeah. not a kill box. You know, that that was just you failing at the game still, you know. And yeah, sure, there's times where you Oh, my dash rolls six dice, so I only need the one shot. It's like, look, I'm pretty sure a dash with six dice is still going to punch through this red focus action that they got. Don't, don't worry yeah, about it. Pretty sure. Yeah. Funky uh, stuff happens at range zero now. You, you can attack at range zero now. Every ship. Yeah. Not just your Jake Furls of the world. Or which one was it? It was um, Arvo. Arvo, thank you. Thank you. Um, not just Arvo, everyone can attack at range zero. Now, when you attack at range zero, you cannot modify dice or add dice. Okay. Uh, if defending at range zero, enemies cannot modify your dice. Okay. So, I can't think of a card at the minute, but, but old fashioned sensor jammer would not work. Yeah. Yeah. That was what I was mm-hmm. thinking. Yeah. Um, there are no range bonuses for being at range zero, so you don't get the additional die for the attack. Yeah, so that was kind of they've reworded the range one bonus to be a range one bonus in that this is the sweet spot of your guns are zeroed at range one not mm-hmm. zero if, if someone's on the nose of your gun the bullet like if you're if you fast. as a person are stood at the nose of an x-wing those four lasers <laughs> will not hit you you are safe from those lasers don't worry my friend yes they don't <laughs> pivot in um ships that are, are there so there's no range bonus uh ships uh that allow a range zero attack uh will be changed to allow a range bonus and possible other effects so you're like your armholes for example right so I, I do have a <laughs> tangent here because we are lack of focus after all of and course of course everyone's We're- default here is always arvel and so oh man he's so, like he should be able to do cool stuff at range zero so you know that 
as a pilot, Arvel probably didn't crash into things all of the time. Right, right. I'm sure. I don't think he did it once, one time, (laughs) one time. (laughs) He did bounce off shit, but but he did once. I I realize the the bump did do damage to the super star destroyer. I don't think it was his guns. Yeah, it wasn't. It was those two piddly little fucking alien legs. I don't think that's what did it. I think the gravity well of the Death Star 2 sucking the executor into its gravity well, forcing it to collide, is actually what killed the Super Star Destroyer, not Arvel's gun shooting at well, Rain Zero. So chill the well, fuck out and, with Arvel, it's okay. Didn't he go through the command bridge too? You know, he hit it perfectly. Yeah. So, you know, that was also a help too. Uh, don't even get me started, Sean. It's such fucking utter bullshit that a ship of that size has one command bridge and taking that out suddenly makes the engine stop working. Yeah. But that's where the pilot that's where the pilot I mean when he died he pushed down. I guarantee you if in Return of a Jedi Erval went to hyperspace and sliced through the superstar destroyer, that would have been fine and everyone would accept that as cool. But if in the last Jedi Erval crashed into it and then it just powered down and crashed into a planet, everyone like it's fucking bullshit. Why didn't he have a secondary bridge? I don't know how to feel about Tell me about I'm wrong, story. Ed. Tell me I'm wrong. And that... No, I would have had a problem with it then, too. <laughs> I, I, I fundamentally would have had the same problem As a spoiler, then. you wouldn't, because you were a child, and you would have got Ewoks are cool. We just talked about that. Do you remember the Ewok <laughs> like movies they did? I do. Can, can someone... Because we got into a debate about this at lunch today, and I'm like, did Lucas write those or not? I don't think so. They premised them, but he didn't write them. Okay, because that's kind of my point, because the argument was whether or not those were or were not technically Star Wars canon. And I said, well, I know that Lucas licensed those films. I don't know that Lucas wrote them. So I don't know where those two stupid Ewok movies fall into the Star Wars canon as to whether or not they are or are not, because they are technically... We got the answer to in X-Wing. I want my Ewok glider, okay? Right? Right. The TIE Strike is an atmospheric fighter. I want my, my fucking Ewok glider dropping rocks on strikers when. Come on, <laughs> AMG. Give the people what they want. I, not before I get my Hoth uh land my, my Hoth speeders. Sorry. <laughs> Last but not least, at range zero, you can only attack with primary weapons, so no what bombs. About Major Rima? Oh right. Uh, I don't know. Just shut up. Uh, Just leave me alone. Yep. All of you. Everyone. No missiles for you, kiddos. Oh, this is my favorite. Please read the full first bullet point of what you're going to talk about. I, I will read this in its entirety, in its bold, bullet pointed format. I, this if you could is, underline it as well and like exclamation sure. points. This is standard X Wing. So, Moving other formats, forward. but. But let's go back yet. So you've got a choice of two names. Let's pretend you've never heard of X-Wing. Mm-hmm. There's two game modes. One of them is called Standard and one of them is called Extended. Which one do you think is the standard format? Yeah. Which one do you think is the de facto tournament <laughs> format? Oh. Uh, the, the, the one that is going to be used for all tournament play official from AMG moving forward. I'm. It's standard. I, I'm surprised. I mean, literally surprised that this needed to be said. Once we find out that the name of the format was standard, I, I mean, come on, guys. 
What? All I'm saying is I'm so happy that the guys at AMG are gigantic fans of this show because Sean and I have been beating this drum since second edition was announced. Allow yep. me to enunciate a little on this one. Only I, I thought shows- you were going to say, please allow me to retort. Oh, you were oh, no, 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 no. Please allow me to pontificate. Only ships that have been reprinted for second edition are legal in standard format. Meaning, if there is a brand new black box, it's legal. Uh, if it, it goes is a-, a little deeper than that, um, in that the rules that they mentioned that they've already published, it's in the like the errata at the end of the rule reference guide, where it talks about like you can run any of the YV uh, 1300, uh, YV 1600s, mm-hmm. YT. I knew I was going wrong. Yeah, sorry. I'm going crazy. Any Falcon can be a Falcon because there yeah. isn't currently a Resistance Falcon. Any Hawk can be a Hawk. Yeah, so Rebel Hawks are in the standard format because the Scum Squadron box exists. Yes. That's the only way. So if the chassis Basically, is in a black box, you can field it in any of the factions that could take it. It's almost as if the statement that we made way back when, like, if I can go out to the store and buy it as a new player right now, it's legal in standard. If that ship happens to cross over faction lines, it is legal in standard. When do we get our royalty check? I'm just just throwing it out there. I'm just waiting for them to twist the knife and change extended format to be titled Legends. Ooh, or call I, it mine. I would like <laughs> or legacy, legacy. So no, what that so, means? Because legends is the official Star Wars term okay, for none yeah. of this shit matters. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> to finish out this one, so all tournament events of the, uh, the uh, every open for is very open to all new players. Meaning, if I'm a new player, I can walk in the store and I can buy a ship. I don't need to go to eBay and spend a hundred dollars on a ship that has not been reprinted. All ships are also considered to be in the extended format as well. Uh, and then we've already covered that if it was already reprint- reprinted, yeah. but in a different faction, the Hawk, the the Falcon, things like that. Yeah. The extended is the wild, wild west. There are no ban lists, no restricted lists, and all ships that were ever printed for um, X-Wing standard form, X-Wing formats is allowed. So I want to reiterate something here, guys. So. Standard format is the de facto tournament format. Is that what that said? That's yeah. exactly what that said. So nothing outside of black box ships, unless they were only in like a certain type hawks, like you said. So like those. if you wanted like to fly the Rebel TIE Fighter, you can buy an Imperial TIE Fighter and the and Rebel conversion it. kit and fly yes. it. Yeah. Or if you want to buy fly the Rebel Hawk, you can buy the Scum Hawk. And then get the conversion kit. Yeah. So it's almost as if, Sean, like we laid this out, I don't know, two, two years, years ago. ago. <laughs> yeah. Like this is how X-Wing should be played. This is all those cool ships. This is the nod that we gave to the old school players that were playing from 1.0. We know you've got all your ships. We'll just give you this format, but that's kind of like you guys play in your sandbox over here. This is what real X-Wing is. I and I have all those gumboats now. Why I can't, eh? Too late, I already did. <laughs> and I had to swallow my pride whenever I finally accepted that, okay, I guess Extended is X-Wing because that's what Worlds is running under. Now I can cough that pill up and go put it on a side and say, this is standard X-Wing. If I am a new player today getting into the game of X-Wing, I will be able to purchase at MSRP 
all of the ships that I am capable of flying in this format. And what does that help with? People getting into the game. Right. Attracting new players, getting fresh blood into the game. That's exactly it. Yep. Uh, This move alone is worth its weight in gold as far as I am concerned. And don't get me wrong. Look, I'm not – look, if you're one of the old – I'm the old school players too. Please do not mistake in the fact that I have ships in that closet right now that have not been reprinted. I'm I, I'm there. I feel you. I was super excited whenever the conversion kits because it made sense to me at the time. Over time, it has made sense to me that those conversion kits were a gigantic mistake and should not have been printed. I'm not dissing you for enjoying X-Wing. I personally think you should play the game that you enjoy. If playing with extended ships and ships that have not been reprinted is fun for you and enjoy it, by all means, please continue to play the way that you enjoy the game. I'm not suggesting that you're playing the game wrong in any way, shape, or form. The only thing that I'm saying is that if you are going to have new players come into the game, you cannot put them into a format where, hey, that's a cool ship you're playing. Where can I buy one? Can't. I mean, you can go to eBay, maybe get it for like $80, $90, $100, but they don't print them anymore. They're gone. Like that, that is not a welcoming environment for new players. It just isn't. So have IG88s been reprinted? Nope. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Big sad. Fire sprays are huge, all right, Sean. Huge, fire, huge sad. You'd be all right with fire sprays. Yes. No, uh, no, the, I'm good. Uh, the other thing that they spoke about, uh, so they've got the ban list next. The only thing we got yeah, from this stream is that intimidation is probably on the ban list. Um, but if we go back to the previous stream announcement, I believe yeah. they talked about... Um, do, 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 do. They talked about one other card, didn't they, that was going to be um, potentially on that list. And they talked about a few. I'm just, I'm pulling it up now. So, ban restricted list. Um, upgrades that work against this idea. This is talking about uh, dials being sacrosanct. Yeah. Uh, this yeah. About the so, uh, is going to be part of standard yeah. on all X-Wing events moving forward. Yeah. So, if it, if a not going to tell you a name of all the cards, but if a card will actually look at an opponent's dial, it's probably banned. Um, Luke Skywalker Gunner is probably banned. Um, stuff like. Um, advanced sensors were all of the stuff that makes Sean want to fly the um, the IGs is what I would imagine being banned. Inertial dampness banned. Get that shit out of there. You know anything that Sean thinks is good banned. Fire spray, generic fire spray banned. This is the anti Sean. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna get. We're gonna. uh, AMG wrote me a handwritten letter in crayon. That said, our stated goal that super secret is to get Sean really excited about X Wing again, and then ban all of the shit he would want to play. Ban everything he wants to play. Yep. <laughs> it's written in crayon. The handwriting might look like mine, but it says signed amateur at the end. Yeah, yeah. I look ultimately, and I get it. This is going to be different. This is going to be a change. There. Sorry, there are sorry Ed, to be- I've got to point out we've got one more thing that's on this list that for some reason needed to be asked again on this stream because people kept saying, what about road? Is road happening? Are you doing road before dials? Are you doing it after dials? Um, so last stream when they said road's nailed on, this is happening, we really like it. What they meant by that is road's nailed on, nailed on we really like it. Yeah, so, it's yeah. a thing. Random order after dials is a thing. Stop asking, please. Just accept it. 
Are they just going to reprint the book at this juncture? Like maybe not physical copies, but like whenever they release the, like, and I don't know, I have not looked at AMG site recently. If they have a PDF download of the, the current rule book, this is going to be yeah. basically a whole book. Um, so everything that has changed is in the new, new PDF, whether the, whether it, I'll be honest, I've never bought a core set after the initial release. So I, I don't know what, what I'm getting at. Yeah, I don't know. What, but what I'm saying is, I would assume that the core sets are on the shelf now. I still have the FFG logo on it. But right. if this is like the third printing of the second edition core set, do, is that book still the 0 0.1 version of the rule book? That's a good question. I don't know. That's kind of what I'm asking. Yeah. Is this it's like, Future printings of the book, are they going to print a physical book that has... Well, they did say, I mean, if they're going to do tokens for print and play, the rules are just... As, if I were them, I would just create a rule. But instead of having a rules reference guide, let's have a rule book. Anything you update in it is either taken out or put into the new rules. Yeah, just make it a line Where line. it goes to, fuck the rules reference, you know. Right, yeah, make, that, make that a rules clarification sheet for the idiots that need it. This is going to trigger everyone who hates everything about AMG, but I'm just going to go there anyway, not on purpose, but because it's a valid point in my mind. And I will say that I don't like this. I'm not a fan, but I'm going to point it out anyway. If you buy a copy of um, Crisis Protocol, if you buy a copy of Star Wars Legion, they do not come with the full rules. Nope. They come yep. with a learn to play. Book learn book. to play. And, yep. then, and then they point you at their website. Yeah. They they tell you to go to a website and download the correct rules. I'll go I'll go into Ed's 40k corner for just a second. If you buy the 40k starter kit, even the command level starter set, you do not get a full rule book in that. Mm -hmm. You get a learn to play version of the rules. The full right. rule set is elsewhere. So this yeah. is this is I'm perfectly fine. If they make this a free downloadable PDF off of their website and I can just pull it and print it out because I'm I'm old and I like physical tactile paper to flip through um, from time to time. Like I would prefer that, which I, I hope they genuinely do. Overall though, I I've I've gotta say I'm very intrigued by where the game is going. I feel like these are points that we have been talking about in conversations on this show for two years plus on where we would like to see the game go. And lo and behold, here we are. So I I'm, I'm going to be trying this out on, on I Tuesday. I, I'm going I to try this out. You, but you beat me to it. What I'm going to say is that AMG did practically beg people to not try it all yet. And then tie the feelings to what that outcome is because in the, the impression they gave through talking about it is these changes are cool, but there's a bunch of shit that needs rebalancing. Yep. Yeah. So you okay. I, what if so I'm not I I am not AMG, so I will say something different. I will I will trust the listeners and I will trust you, Ed, to have the emotional maturity to go out and play the game and then go, oh man, these points felt like we were really off. Like, this is way better than it should be in this scenario that we played, but not tie whether you're going to like or love something in two months. Oh time no, 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 no! I would. I, I would play that game, understanding that it is a beta, quote unquote, test of the rules. Like we're we're not getting the full rules. There are points adjustments that are associated with this that we have not seen yet. I just want to play the game and feel what it feels like to play in a scenario as opposed to dogma. 
That's genuinely the, the well, well, that and playing with some of these other rules. Like, even if you just played the game, even if you ignored, and I don't know why you would, but let's say I ignored the fact that scenarios are part of a game. And we just played with the new obstacle rules, the new overlap rules, the new range zero rules, and the new, uh, if we just played with that plus road, that's a different game. Even if you're doing it in a dogfighting scenario. So let's oh, say technically, technically, I mean, if I play just the dogfighting scenario, we do half points. I mean, that counts, I, right? I'm not saying, I think you should play with the actual objectives, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think, think you should try it. I think but, I'm going to, because I think it's going to be fun. But it's like, people are jumping to these conclusions about stuff without kind of thinking through yeah. like, the thought. But yeah. I, it's obvious that that's happening. Too. Yeah. Like, the um, the entire argument about, oh, swarms are dead now, formation, I'm being punished for formation flying. It's like, well, no, you're being punished for formation flying badly. Uh, yeah. What yes. if, if someone blocks me and my formation all bumps into each other? Like, well, what, sorry, was that good now? Is that, is that how you play your formation now? You want to, you just keep them all blocked up together until they crash and then deal with it? Because I kind of try to plan when I need to break up my formation. If that now has to happen a turn earlier, that's no different to, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't, don't understand. It, it's the same to me, and this might sound harsh, so I apologize if someone holds this opinion. It's not an attack, but it feels just disingenuous, like the road being, people who think that road adds randomness to a game, I think that is a fundamentally flawed view of the game. And if you believe that, it's because you do not understand X-Wing. Yeah, because uh, the, uh, the, the, did you see the answer to my comment on um, that, Brad? I, I believe this so. Is the, yeah, he said, Sean, tactical, question mark, with road, technical, pure RNG. Yeah. And, and that's the thing that bothers me, that people think that the game is going into this whole your RNG thing. No, the game is actually an analytical game now. Yes. No, it is. This isn't... People who listen should know that I do not consider myself any form of X-Wing Jesus or (laughs) being good at X-Wing or, you know, I play, I have a given level that I'm happy with, I enjoy the game and I, I feel like I have a good understanding of the core concepts of the game but anyone who has the firm belief that Adding road just adds randomness because I don't know if I'm going to be going first or last. I feel like you're missing out on so much of the game that you're just, I don't know. I mean, so this is for banter's sake, but you're just smooth braining it, you know? Derp or flurp, I'm just going to dial my moves in here and there and it'll all be okay. Like, how can you having to account for more variables to be, to make the correct decision that it, that being a requirement cannot make a game less skillful. Right. If fundamentally, adding more variables that you have to account for cannot remove skill from a game. Nope. You, like, the outcome of a coin flip that you, or a series of coin flips that you get right can be greater, but that doesn't mean that making the choice to flip the coin in the first place was correct. That's results-based analysis and is incorrect. Right. And and that's the thing that just blows me away is that, you know, people think that I, I really think what this is, this is just a bunch of people who've been playing the game for so long 
are mad because they can't play the game that they think they're good at. You know, that it's a challenge. The get good piece actually means something now because my judgment of the game is that this is, I, I liken this a little closer to chess than checkers. It used to be like checkers where there was a lot of luck base in checkers or you, you know, or you just built your list so that you're the king in checkers all the time. Where now I like road because road makes me think. I'm not just throwing a dial down to throw a dial down, like you said. Chris. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even say that. I I've found road to have very little actual impact on my games. Yeah, like, I mean the only games I've played so far are the games where we put road in the forefront of the game. Yeah, you know, but and like, that's the thing I'm saying is that when road has an effect in the game, you know, when road will actually be important in a game, road really yeah. all it does is just makes me. Makes me plan better. Yeah, I would assume we're getting towards that time for Ed, so I think we probably need to wrap it up. Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. Seeing as Ed just had his phone buzzing in his mic, giving me some feedback, I kind of gathered what was happening there. You know, sorry, it's sorry, okay. sorry, sorry. I'm it's just my... I'm getting to pick on you because I can. It was my warning to say, "Hey, look at the clock, jackass." That's what yeah. it was. <laughs> I, I was aware. I'm all over it. So... <laughs> all right so i mean overall for me uh i'm genuinely excited i am not uh first of all, we're, we're not i i haven't been that tied into the competitive community for a really really long time so i'm not a negative nancy about these changes i personally feel these are changes that have been a long long time coming um that ffg was i don't want to say all right i'm, I'm not going to go I'm not going to go as far down the road as to say that FFG didn't have the balls to make the change on this one. I am going to say I that would. FFG was... Yeah, I know you would. <laughs> I'm going to say that FFG was concerned about making these kinds of fundamental changes to an already successful game. Um, and again, I'm going to applaud AMG. They absolutely could have taken over the game and just did status well, quo. Yep, phoned it in. Phoned it in and did the same things. that Do point adjustments twice a year. Do new ships. Hey, this new show's coming out. Boba Fett's coming out. Cool. We got these new ships here and just kept things going and rolling. Instead, they have taken a very bold move. I don't know what the total outcome is going to be. I personally am excited by these rules. Uh, I feel like a lot of the things that we've been talking about for, on this show for over two years are coming to pass. Now, whether or not I am right or wrong, we shall see. We okay, shall well, see. So, well, I the just, good thing is, is, is if you're going to play this game on your coffee table, you can play with whatever rules you want to play with. Right, exactly. That's the whole thing, you know. My um, hope is that the only thing they concentrate on balancing is standard ships. I could care less if they balance even one Wild West ship. Ever. Yeah, ever. I agree. I mean, Especially those ships that they never intend to reprint. Yep. I don't even know that that, like, you might as well balance everything at this point. Like, Oh yeah, black, to get black it, box to get format it is that large, but it's not that much more with the stuff that overlaps. Kind of like if you know That's how many points a Tie Fighter is worth, move your phone, Ed. Just get it out there. Just do it. Sorry, uh, but I, I, if you know it. fundamentally how much a Tie Fighter is worth because you balance it for for Imperials, you know roughly how much it's worth for a Rebel. Um, I don't, I, it's still there. I don't. I'm just gonna. Yeah, Ed, I don't know. Yeah, what's your going your on. phone may have to go across the room. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, I, I, mean, forgot like, I forgot step two, which was to unplug the mic and replug the bike in. It's fine. Um, but yeah, you know, like 
if you know roughly what this type of ship is worth, you know what it's worth. So you can right. use that. Adding in, it's not like at the start of 2.0, when I think it was a fundamental mistake to add extended from the start, because within 2.0, we didn't know what a force charge was worth. We didn't know what these abilities were worth. Because right. it was a fundamentally different. Now, well, however many years down the line, we do know how much stuff's worth. Well, look, we don't anymore. Uh, everything I just said, throw away. You're mm-hmm. right, Ed. We'll just bounce standard for now. But like, I, yeah, that's all I would. Yeah, if balance in a year's standard. time we rebalance everything, I don't care. Like, whatever. Give the people a bone that they want. You know, let me sell those gunboats for good price. So. As I'm sitting here looking at the quote-unquote black box, what standard is going to look like, it's actually really fascinating to me. So, for example, if I'm looking at the Rebel Alliance, we're looking at X-Wings and Y-Wings, the Falcon, the B-Wing, the Ghost, I assume you can't run a Tantiv, and the A-Wing. Yeah, but what I would say, Ed, is... That's kind of it. Yeah, in your head now, take the number of ships you think are in extended from first edition then add in the fact that you've got two new factions and a bunch of new ships for resistance mm-hmm. and first order right so like, there is probably more ships in second edition than there ever were in first edition i've not no, done the I... math on this but i'm pretty sure that i would you're talking be... about the total collective yeah you're looking yeah, at no i agree like, standard mm-hmm. current standard format is probably larger than first edition ever was no, I agree. Because but, you okay. have added factions, yes, yeah. I would agree. Yeah, I'm thinking more along the lines of, like, if I'm an Imperial player, as I tend to be, my my choices you, and ships have... You can't fly the Lambda, you can't fly the Punisher, you can't fly the Aggressor, and you can't fly the Phantom or the um, Gunboat. Interesting. And you can't fly the Bomber, TIE Bomber. Get no TIE Bomber. You move, you Empire Strikes Back loving nerd. You can't fly the bomber. Get out. I love, I love the Lambda shuttle. Until they, but, until they throw a box with all that shit in it. Yeah. Right, know. right. But I mean, as it stands right now, like legitimately for, I'm down to um, the TIE Fighter, TIE uh, Advance, the Striker, the Decimator you can still fly, uh, the Inquisitor, the TIE Interceptor, the Defender, the Heavy, the Heavy, and then, a, yeah, and that's it. But you still can ride fly Vader. Oh, no, that's um, that's the you important You can fly um, the Reaper as well. Saws, Renegades, and the Tie Reaper count. Yep, Tie Reaper. Oh, oh, yep. oh, oh, oh! I totally forgot about that. Okay, you're yep. you are correct. That does count. Yep. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting rebalancing. It really is. Yeah. Anyway, we should wrap this up. What I was going to suggest, Ed, because I believe that you have time off over Christmas. I do. So when you said I'm free next week, for I've a got show, a five. I've got five days vacation. So Maybe I believe we put, you're actually free next week for us to do a I, show. I, I am. So I absolutely am. I will bet you twenty dollars to a charity of your of the winners choosing that we do a show next week. Oh, did I just fuck everything up? Oh no, I just I just accidentally deleted everything. Cool. It's okay. We're still recording. It's fine. Don't worry about it. But yeah, yeah, I would you... bet you twenty dollars to a charity of the winner's choice that we uh, even that we don't do a show next week where you play a game of X Wing. Oh, you're on. You're totally on. I'll pick the. I'll, I'll find the date. I, I'll there pick will... the charity now. Will you? 
bought me to set, well, I, set I have my <laughs> I have my same default. It's going to be the juvenile diabetes yeah. research fund. Yeah. And they can expect a $20 check because we are going to play a game and we are going to not use your advice or AMG's advice. We're going to go through and actually play one of the scenarios and see how it plays out. Yeah. You're going to well, make we'll, me do we'll it on We'll be playing Assault on the Satellite because that's the only one we know about. Well, we, if you we want know. to do it on Vasa, we'll do it on Vasa. I don't care. No, 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 no. We'll do it in TTS. That's fine. I need to get used to it anyway. I mean, you're off. You can fly up to Calgary and we'll play in the basement. It's fine. I'll, I'll clean the table. It's okay. Don't I have to like quarantine for 14 days to do that? I don't know. I, I mean, I have so. some vacation time. I don't have a lot of <laughs> vacation time. Yeah. All right. So that is going to do it for this one. A lot of exciting stuff. We'll go ahead and button up here, but we'll, I'm sure we're going to be chatting more about this over the next couple of shows. So anyway, Sean, always good hanging out with you, my friend. Yeah, good to be here. Chris, you've got some uh, housekeeping you'd like to do before I say goodbye to you. Yeah, I feel like if you're watching the VOD, there's probably some stuff missing from the overlay because I was trying to rebuild it frantically as we were getting started. But um, if you would like to email, oh, that email, that's what's missing from the top. That's normally at the top. The email is lackoffocuspodcast at gmail.com, which I had to remember. Not being able to read it off my screen. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Lack of Focus Podcast on Facebook. Um, if you ever want to message us, ask any questions, just ping us stuff to that. You should join the Dice Hate Discord if you want to actually be involved in conversations. Yeah, um, I've just linked the uh, the link to that document, so you can check that out uh, that we've been reading from today. If you want to support the show, you can back us on Patreon at Lack of Focus Podcast on Patreon, which is a per episode. So generally, we uh, we. We don't ask for a lot. We don't have like multiple tiers where we try and like gauge people for money. You can throw us a dollar a show. It's awesome. It helps us cover the costs of all of the uh, hosting and editing software. If you'd rather commit to like, a monthly fixed amount, you can support um, Dice Hate, which is the company I use to actually back the show, which is the loss leader. Um, <laughs> Five years running. <laughs> yeah. Um, at some point, the government are going to make me close down Dice Hate Productions because it just loses money every year and I never have to pay any tax on it because it just hemorrhages money paying for all of this stuff. But, you know, what are you going to do? Um, but yeah, so Patreon's awesome. It makes me not lose as much money. And um, yeah, that's it from me. All right. So I appreciate everyone tuning in and please try to remember, especially in these new times of 2.5. Fly casual. Thank you once again for joining the Lack of Focus X-Wing podcast. Check out Dice Hate Productions for all of the latest episodes, and we'll be looking forward to seeing you again next episode.